Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, we're moving on though from talking about um, the lost voice to loans and an interesting survey out today, Sinead. Like I was interested in many parts of it, but I suppose the headline figure, almost half of the Irish public would need to access some form of credit to cover the cost of a sudden but essential €3,000 bill. Yeah. How do loans affect your credit rating? Well, we're, I suppose loans is one of those things that an awful lot of families... You know, there's lots of things you couldn't buy without credit. You couldn't buy a house. Most of us couldn't buy a car without loans of some kind. But it's when it tips over into your day-to-day lifestyle, you know, and you're putting your shopping on the credit card and that kind of thing, that it can get a little bit tricky. And I think with the cost of living crisis the way it is now, and as we enter 2023, uh, there's going to be a lot more talk about credit and finance and loans mm. and interest rates. So it's all going to be more expensive. Now, your credit rating, it, we're not like the states where their whole lives are built around their credit rating and they know it like they know their kind of PPS number. Um, we we don't tend to do that here. The banks for years and years and years had a kind of a voluntary code or a voluntary database that they used to talk among themselves about, oh, that Andrea Gilligan, now she's not a great bet for a loan, you know. <laughs> but uh, that it has moved now to a legislative, a proper footing, uh, and it's run by the central bank. It's called the Central Credit Register. Now, it's not so much a credit rating, as in it doesn't give you a number the way you'd get in the States yeah. uh, that qualifies for loan, but it is a database of all loans that are taken out uh, by people. Um, and it's quite comprehensive. Uh, the banks or any lender will refer to it. They, In fact, by law, they must refer to it before they offer you a new loan. So, so this is the car loan, this is beyond car, the mortgage. Exactly. This could be credit cards, even an overdraft, about a the overdraft, personal yeah. loan, business loans, any local authority loans, um, you know, any asset finance stuff. So that's that's your PCP, the car loan stuff. So they're all now included on the register. It was done slowly over a couple of years. So from 2017, when it initially came in, they kind of added different institutions to it. Mm. So the credit unions or the or the car finance people, they were all added at a later stage. But, but now, pretty much since, since 2019, every credit provider uh, is on this now. And, and what it means is that... It's to avoid a situation which happened during the Celtic Tiger, sure didn't everything, says you, um, whereby you had some people, because money was being thrown at people like Smarties, who would take out, say, a mortgage with Bank A and then not tell Bank B and apply for the same mm. mortgage with Bank B. And there was this finance was going around the house. And of course, lots of debts then collapsed and, so and broke up. who has access to this central credit register? So anybody who is offering you a loan. So let's say you apply for a new credit card or you want a car loan uh, and you apply to wherever. It doesn't matter where it is, your own bank mm. or a different bank or the credit union. Uh, then what will happen is they will access this credit register and get a history of your debts. So what loans do you currently have? Are you making your repayments? Because really, that's all they care about. Um, And how much do you have out on on finance? And then they can make a determination about whether to forward you the loan. Now, it's important to know the central bank don't make this determination. They simply store the data. So nobody's sitting in there going, you're a good bet or you're a bad bet. Mm. That's up to the individual lenders to decide that for themselves because they'd all have different credit policies. Um, But this is a a one-stop shop where all that data is stored. Uh, And that 
that's important because it means that it's the same for everybody and the only people allowed access it are you, yourself, to get your own data, mm. uh, but also a new credit institution that might be, that you've applied for, that they, they want to check you out. Yeah. Why might next year be a worry for loan um, defaults, Jeanette? I think it is going to become a thing because interest rates are increasing, as we know. Now, at the moment, we haven't seen a huge impact, uh, except for tracker mortgages and people taking out new fixed rate mortgages. So the banks have kind of held back on, on putting it on those increases that the European Central Bank has announced. And by the way, there's another one coming next week, um, or this week, really, Um and, and I think the reason they've held back is because a lot of the banks pre-fund their loans. So if you took out a fixed rate loan three years ago or a variable rate loan, they've already paid for that. Mm-hmm. But for new loans coming next year, you know, that won't be the case. They're not going to be able to completely continue to suck this up. Also, it's going to impact down the line on things like personal loans, credit card rates, as if they're not already enough, uh, new financing deals for cars. So you're going to see a trickle down effect of those increased interest rates. And by by default, that ends up tipping some people into arrears because they might just be getting by yeah. and making their payments. And they uh, that could be something that would, would tip them over the edge. Just out of curiosity, can you find out what data the the Central Credit Register has on you at any time? You can. And actually, you should. Because I think we should all know what the banks know about us. Um, it's a good idea to do it. Uh, data can be held on that for the previous five years. So wh- what's important to know is if you've ever missed a repayment, for whatever reason, I mean, it could be a, you, a, a something completely reasonable. You mm. moved house, you didn't get the letter, you ended up in hospital for a month, you'd missed your payment, something like that. Um, if the data is just held in that bald fashion and you go look for another loan, they say, oh, she missed a payment in April, you know, uh, 2022, we're not giving her a loan. Uh, the data can be um, added to by yourself. So you're allowed to put in a, a 200 word statement in it to say, look, this is the reason why I missed that payment back then. This set of circumstances, something happened, blah, blah, blah. If there's incorrect information, I've come across, there have been cases where just the it's human error gets okay. recorded incorrectly and people get refused a loan and they've no idea why. They're perfectly good standing. They've always repaid mm. their loans. and But you can go in and interrogate it and find out what. And if the information is incorrect, you can have a change. You can have a change. Good yeah. stuff. It's free of charge. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. If you have a query for Sinead on this today, do give us a shout. Um, I mentioned that survey that's out uh, a little earlier um, by the People Insurance that almost half of Irish, the Irish public would need to access some form of credit to cover the cost of any kind of sudden but fairly essential bill up to €3,000. Um, half the number of women to men have a rainy day fund was one of the findings of it. Is it that men are better savers than women or earning more? I <clears throat> Typically like... Well, they are earning more and they probably have more access to credit because there's absolutely a gender uh, savings gap, no doubt about it. Women, though, and and they've done studies on this, um, are much more likely to lend money to family members uh, than men are. So especially maybe their own kids. And as a result, they may be more inclined to dip into their savings or take out a loan to get, you know, tied somebody over or, you know, give them a 
few bob or get them started on the property ladder, whatever it is. Uh, and maybe they deplete their own savings first or they don't think of themselves first um, uh, and they tend to give out uh, give out what money they mm. have. Now, of course, lots and lots of women uh, are still among the lowest paid workers. They might work in catering or they work in in hospitality and they or in childcare and they can be very low paid jobs. So they wouldn't necessarily have access to loans the same way higher earners would. They may be more part time and, and banks would be more reluctant to lend people in that position than they would to full time higher income earners. So as a result, you can have savings, but they can be depleted and people you know, Andrew, there's, a, there's an economic viewpoint and thank goodness we're not all economists but the economics viewpoint is if you've got savings in the bank over here and you've got a loan over here you should use one to pay off the other. Mm. But people don't do that in reality. If they have a few bobs saved away they want to hang you on to it there. because things could get worse next year, you know. So it's okay. For, I think it's okay to have a loan and to have savings as long as the imbalance isn't huge. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Listen, Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com That's the email address if you have uh, any queries you want to raise uh, with us or with Sinead. Um, Sinead, of course, will be back with us next week. Sinead, thanks a million for joining us as always here. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.